time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew for America. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. And people, I'm going to kick off the show today with a little thought experiment, followed by a juicy clip to all of my fellow Americans out there that think that justice is being served now that Donald J. Trump has been indicted for the Stormy Daniels thing, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the people out there on the left are like, ha, ha, ha. We were right. Trump's a douche. He's a piece of crap. He's the worst guy that ever uh, was president of the United States. He was so terrible. Everything he did was just absolutely misogynistic and racist and god-awful and exploitive, exploitative, whatever. He's the worst guy that ever lived in the history of mankind. And he should be eliminated from this earth forever. Right? A lot of you brainwashed, useful idiot morons out there. That's what you think. That's the storyline, the propaganda fed you through the mainstream media. Very, very common belief out there. Typically, you know, MSNBC and CNN viewers predominantly, you know, people that watch The View and... Uh, you know, democracy now and all that. Everything super lefty, right? Well, before you go jump into the right and the conservatives and the Republicans and the MAGA crowd are all evil piece of shit human beings and the left and Joe Biden and Obama and all of our guys and gals, all of our politicians, Hillary Clinton, right? Pelosi, uh, uh, Schiff uh, just absolute trash bag uh, devoid of anything moral and decent human beings very much like Donald Trump uh, in my opinion um, but you know Trump did things that were actually good for the country while he was president whether you want to believe that or not facts and if you if you are the type of person that disregards that you're not being intellectually honest and you're not if you don't want to know the truth you're not being intellectually curious so maybe what you could do is shut the fuck up <laughs> but i'm going to play you a clip and this goes out to all of you trump derangement syndrome people. And you guys know I'm not a fan of Trump. I don't think he's a decent moral dude. He's got a, a, a you know a set of behaviors much like all of the other elites out there, both Republicans and Democrats people. And if you don't think that there aren't our ulterior motives, between or amongst rather 
the woke, the wokest of the woke agenda people out there. The rules for radicals. Uh, Antonio Gramsci level narcissistic. Refusing to accept reality for what it is. Leftists out there. If you're the type of person that thinks the Democratic Party and Biden and Obama and Hillary Clinton and all the gang are moral, decent, upright citizens that are trying to do the right thing for you, me, all of us. If you really believe that to your core, without any evidence, just because, you know, Rachel Maddow told you, or... You know, any of your favorite, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Joey Behar told you. (laughs) They ran their, you know, Bill Maher. um, Any of these apologists for their team. Okay? I want you guys to do me a favor right now. Go grab grab yourself a beverage. Find a nice place to sit down and relax. Think happy thoughts about how right and correct you think you are how morally uh, superior and, and just better than everybody else you are because I don't know why you think you're so right and correct about everything. You don't even do any work to know any truth or knowledge or reality or history or any of that. But somehow you know everything, right? And you're the one that should be out on social media, run your mouth, telling everybody else how to think, feel, and believe, right? Okay, if you're that kind of person, The lefty, Biden, Obama, Clinton, loving lefty Democrats, woke people, any of any of you, any any of your ilk. Okay, grab a beverage, sit down, prepare your mind to be open and ready to accept new controversial information. The only difference between what I'm about to play for you and anything you've ever seen on legacy corporate media is that what I'm about to play for you is based on facts and evidence. <laughs> just just don't turn it off. Don't look away. Don't run away. Don't be afraid. It's okay to be wrong. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for all of us. The first step in solving a problem is recognizing that there is one. Take a listen to this. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming out today. Today, we're going to provide you with something that you all aren't used to. Uh, with respect to congressional investigations, and that's evidence. Committee Republicans have spoken with multiple whistleblowers from numerous schemes involving the Biden family, reviewed Hunter Biden's laptop, and received documents of previously, previously unknown transactions. What we found are business plans aimed at targets around the world based on influence peddling, including with people closely tied to foreign governments like China and Russia. We also found plans based in the United States where the Biden family swindled investors of hundreds of thousands of dollars, all with Joe Biden's participation and knowledge. 
In 2019, shortly after announcing his campaign for president, Joe Biden told the American people he had nothing to do with and never had conversations with his family about their business dealings. That was a lie. Whistleblowers described President Biden as chairman of the board for these businesses. He personally participated in meetings and phone calls. Documents show that he was a partner with access to an office. To be clear, Joe Biden is the big guy. This evidence raises troubling questions about whether President Biden is a national security risk and about whether he is compromised by foreign governments. Despite the president's claim that he wasn't involved in Biden family business schemes, these photos show Joe Biden meeting with his family associates while vice president. Right there behind Paul. Four different pictures. Committee Republicans have identified over 50 countries the Biden family sought businesses in. On the international side of the Biden family business, the deals were often led by Hunter Biden. And that map there behind Clay shows all the countries where the Bidens had a footprint in international business dealings. The investigation reveals a family that engaged with some of America's most powerful adversaries, planning to sell one of the largest sources of cobalt for electric vehicles in the world to the Chinese, for example. The Bidens flourished and became millionaires by simply offering access to the family. Among the dozens of shell companies the Bidens set up, there were millions of dollars of wire transfers, flights on Air Force Two to conduct personal business, and meetings with heads of state, all while Joe Biden was aware of what was happening. All the while, he turned a blind eye. Many transactions related to these businesses have raised red flags at U.S. banks. A suspicious activity report, or SAR, is a document a bank must file with the Treasury Department when a transaction is suspected to be related to money laundering or fraud or other types of criminal activity. According to media reports, the Biden family accumulated over 150 SARs. One SAR generated by an American bank to the Treasury Department connects Hunter Biden and his business associates to international human trafficking, among other illegal activities. The money that was being made from foreign principals in the same room as Joe Biden was increasingly spent on furthering illegal activity. The SARs show that Hunter Biden was conducting business with suspected human traffickers. The money gained through influence peddling was function was funneled to a suspected criminal enterprise, again, one linked to human trafficking. We have repeatedly called on the Biden Treasury Department to release additional financial documents to committee Republicans, but thus far Treasury has refused. We want to know what the Biden administration is trying to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. We also found evidence Hunter Biden sought to evade these SARS using his financial advisor, coincidentally a Clinton administration official. We will continue to pursue all evidence, and specifically the SARS and bank records in the new Congress. As part of our investigation, we have evidence that the finances, credit cards, and bank accounts of Hunter and Joe Biden were commingled, if not shared. And on some accounts, at least, red flags were raised by banks to the account owner or owners indicating suspicious or illegal activity. One of Hunter's closest associates, Eric Sherwin, was accessing Joe Biden's money and writing checks to reimburse Hunter. Sherwin arranged the Biden's international deals around the world. At the same time, he was a frequent visitor to the White House and Joe Biden during the Obama administration, visiting close to 30 times and sometimes with international business partners and Hunter, according to Hunter's calendar. Sherwin was also the president of Hunter's company and was appointed by President Obama to a position in the administration. 
After an apparent falling out with Sherwin, Hunter began coordinating business himself and increasingly the deals brought in Joe Biden as a direct equity holder. One of these deals involves the sale of American natural gas to China. Evidence suggests Joe Biden had a 10% equity stake through his son. And behind Glenn and Andrew is a map from Hunter's laptop. This was a PowerPoint presentation on his laptop in Chinese that uh, they used in working with the Chinese. Now, let's think about this for a second. At a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of this administration's terrible energy policy, we find evidence that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in a scheme to try to get China to buy liquefied natural gas and from a whistleblower to try to get their foot in the door with, start, with China starting to purchase an interest in natural gas drillers. And people are, are in outrage over China. Okay. So if you're still listening and you haven't turned this podcast off like a little bitch, good for you. You passed the test. Now let me ask you something. Do you honestly think Can you look me in my eye and tell me that Joe Biden is a better president, has done more good things for this country than Donald Trump did when he was the president? If you can look me in my eye and tell me that Joe Biden is a better president, That is a hell of an accomplishment by mainstream media manipulation and propaganda. You are the evidence that everything I've been talking about on this podcast since episode one has been right. Maybe not everything. But everything that I've been talking about, about media manipulation and propaganda, brainwashing, lemming, dipshit, unthinking, unfeeling, not knowledgeable, unaware, ignorant, stupid, fucking Americans. It's gross. It makes me sick to my stomach. And not a day goes by that I don't consider making a call to Bill Hicks and telling him to send the spaceship and get me the fuck off of this planet forever. (laughs) What is going on out there? First thing. (laughs) Boy, I'm in a mood, dude. I'm going to go off right now. Um, if, if you're the type of person that thinks Joe Biden's a better president than Donald Trump, good luck. <laughs> Best of luck to you in your future endeavors. I hope your life doesn't become too terrible. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not trying to make the argument that if Trump was elected president again, 
that things would be any better or that he would do anything better. I'm just saying that when he was president, he did a few things that were actually good. Facts, okay? You cannot like it, but you better learn to love it in the words of Ric Flair. Woo! Because it's the best thing around, baby. The truth based on facts and evidence. Okay? It's okay to know the truth based on facts and evidence rather than just think you know the truth because somebody on a TV screen told you or you just like to believe it. You like to live in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood of fairy tales and make-believe. Mental illness, people. (laughs) Out of control. Pharmacological methods. Pharmakia. Casting spells. Creating poisons and potions and tonics that dull your wits. In the words of William Wallace, so that you can't think clearly. The reason why there's an occult people is because most of us are fucking stupid. There it is. And you can't really blame the education system because we know it's garbage. And, you know, for a lot of people, school was difficult. And, you know, maybe not just because of what you you were being taught, but maybe because of the, the you know, routine and, you know, how the indoctrination center schools operate. You know, the Rockefellers. We don't want a nation of thinkers. We want a nation of workers. They want you to be obedient workers. They think they own you. You are chattel slaves. You are livestock. The plebe proles, poor peasant, serfs, working class throughout history have been under the thumb of a ruling elite. Regardless of what you think about political parties, regardless of what you think about how good these people are portrayed to be in the schools and in the TV and the movies. And, you know, I I personally don't think that you need somebody to tell you to follow your intuition. When you see something going on in your society that makes you scratch your head a little bit. Trust your intuition, people. Trust your good sense. You know, if if the spirits are trying to tell you something, listen. Otherwise, what are we doing? Is it, you know, is it already too late? Are we already automaton level? Is is the Yuri Bezmenov communist subversion plan really... In, you know, reaching its final stages, we're, we're headed towards crisis and followed by normalization. 
It's worked in countries all over the world, right? The Nazis told us. They told us how they did what they did. And they're, they're doing it again. <laughs> Do we not learn from history? We're condemned to repeat it, right? Those who fail to learn from it. Okay, let's move on. I'm just saying, Democrats, lefties, I love you guys, man. I do. I know that your your intentions typically are pure. You're coming from a good heart. You know, I got a good heart. I just want what's best for everybody. I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't want to face adversity or troubles in my life. I just want to get by. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I just want what's best. I'm just going to hope for what's best, right? I know. I, I, I like to hope for what's best, too. The difference between us is that I'm willing to think and act about how to solve problems and find solutions. And in my humble opinion, a lot of you lefties just want to cry, bitch, whine, and complain. And you have all these mental health problems because you refuse to do what I have been asking and urging you people to do since I started this podcast. You need to look inwardly. You need to analyze yourself, your thoughts, your behavior. Why do you think the things that you think? Why do you do the things that you do? Why are simple things so fucking difficult for you? There are reasons why time has progressed in this direction. That's what my entire point of doing this show is. I'm trying to show you the progression of how this shit has been going on since long, 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 long before your useless, pathetic vessel appeared in physical form in this realm. I'm sorry. You're not the center of the universe, you narcissistic fucks. And that's all there is to it. I really hope, I, I really do, people, I really hope we figure this shit out for ourselves. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. I know you don't want to think these things about the world. Who does? But what kind of life are you living? If you have knowledge of the reality of things... And you walk through your life pretending to be something and to think things that are not. Life is short, people. You better be careful because in 20, 30 years, you're going to look back on your life. You're going to look back at the decisions that you made when you were awoke, young, disillusioned, unaware technical, uh, you know, technologically monitored, <laughs> brainwashed, altered, the AI's taking over, everyone's freaking about out about AI now. If you guys have heard recently, all these people, Elon Musk, a bunch of other creators are like, oh, it's tricking human beings, it's programming human minds, it's getting around captures, it's finding a way to gain power and control. No shit. It's Archon Energy. It's beings from another frequency in another realm that are going to inhabit this physical realm through 
AI. So it's not completely physical, but, and I know that's kind of deep and I know a lot of you probably don't believe that shit, but you know, I like to think that that's a possibility. Graham Hancock talks about it all the time. In fact, here we go. Let's listen to Graham Hancock explain it to us. Take a listen to this. Because the Gnostics, and this is an idea that many who are committed to Christianity will, will find repulsive or very difficult to accept. The Gnostics said that the entity that we call God, Jehovah, as he is in the Old Testament, the Muslims call him Allah, it's the same entity, the God of Abraham, that this entity, the, 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 the God of, of Judaism as well, of course, Je Jehovah, God of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, goes by different names, he's the same entity, that this entity isn't a God at all, from the Gnostic point of view. They, from the Gnostic point of view, the simple word to describe him is a demon. He's a demon. And uh, what he's done is he has convinced mankind that he is God. And he wants us to, because he's really a demon, not a god at all, he wants to bring out the worst in us. He wants us to behave in ways that cause fear and terror and hatred and division because that's what he thrives on. That's what he, that's what he grows on. He grows on that, on that, uh, the manipulation of hatred in humanity. And, and, and if you look at the statements and the actions of the God of the Old Testament, he is not a nice guy. The stuff he does, does the, the mass murders that he's, that he's responsible for, the incitement that he delivers to his followers to engage in horrific acts occurs again and again. And you have to ask yourself, can this be a good thing? Can this be a good thing when he's telling us to go off and commit acts of murder in his, in his name? And those acts of what I often say is, when you look at the three mainstream monotheistic faiths, all of them talk the talk of peace and love. But actually, if you look at the walk they walk, it's a walk of hatred and fear and suspicion. And it seems to me that there's a real chance that the Gnostics were right and that the entity that we have been hoodwinked by a supernatural entity, if you like, by a, by, by a, a demonic entity who has persuaded us that he is God made us act in his names, the crusades, the religious wars, the terrible divisions, the persecutions of members of other faiths that have occurred, all of that is not the action of a good and loving God. All of that is the, is the action of a demon, and that's what the Gnostics said he was. They called him the Demiurge, and they felt that he had, <clears throat> he had um, representatives in the human race who disguised themselves as human beings, who were called archons, whose whole sole task was to mislead us further down the path of darkness and take us away so that we would never realize the divine spark within ourselves and that a grand cosmic game is being played out here uh, of which, at which the human race is the fulcrum and the decisions that we make and the choices that we make uh, are not only important to us but are, but are important to the, to the whole cosmos. This is the center of the Gnostic idea. It's a very powerful idea and I think it's an idea that, that merits further exploration. Okay, now I know that for a lot of you people that aren't religious, uh, a lot of that sound kooky, wacky, far-fetched, uh, fairy tale bullshit. Probably, right? I, I get it. I, I, I can see your argument, okay? I just know a lot about this because I grew up in a church, first of all. And second of all, I 
am very, very interested in hidden, forbidden, occulted knowledge and wisdom that I'm not supposed to know because I'm not an illuminated, initiated mind from an elitist bloodline. But that doesn't mean I don't want to know what the fuck they know. Now, I'm not expecting all of you to follow in my footsteps, but that's who who I am. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've devoted my life to. The quest for absolute truth. It's not for everybody. But anyway, my point is, a lot of people believe that Satan, Archon, energy is, uh, it can only inhabit like frail, just tormented beings, right? They, they say that human beings, for some reason, the, the Satan energy can only, uh, you know, curse you or, or um, I don't know how to explain this without sounding totally woo-woo and wacky and kooky, but, you know, like, like a demon possessed you and that's why you have narcissism or you're possessed by a number of demons and that's why you have this mental illness or you think this certain thing and you're being hoodwinked, you're being deceived by a demon that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. They're, you know, they're not who they say they are. And uh, this is a big, big concept in uh, Christianity and Judaism. Uh, I'm not sure about Islam, but it's an Abrahamic religion, so I'm sure there are similar themes. Um, And the Kabbalah is behind, and the uh, uh, Freemasons and all that are behind a lot of this religion. Uh, Some might even say that these secret societies and Freemasons and occult organizations actually wrote these religious books. So wasn't, wouldn't that fall right in line? If the God that rules this world is really a demon uh, enslaving humanity on this earth and all that stuff that Graham Hancock just got done saying uh, is being done to humanity, doesn't it kind of seem like all that stuff is what is exactly being done to humanity right now? The fear, the propaganda, the lies, the manipulation, the, the deception the psychological operations, the false flags, the destroying of the uh, currency, uh, the culture going completely out of control based on nothing spiritual and based on nothing logical or rational. It's all emotion. It's all, you know, that's why, that's why there's mental illness people is because nobody can manage their emotions. They don't, they don't, they've never been given the tools. And the system is set up that if you have deviant behavior, you can be arrested and, and imprisoned. I mean, we imprison people for smoking plants. So, you know what I'm saying? And this goes, all, you know, obviously this goes back to my moral, legal, moral, what's moral versus what's legal conversation that I always kind of bring up from time to time. And I know this, I, I kind of, I kind of changed subjects here real quick because I was thinking about devil archon energy, but I, I, I realized I never really explained it on the show before, and I've talked about it multiple times. So I guess uh, that's why I wanted to throw the Graham Hancock clip in there about the Gnostics and the Gnostic Gospels and what came before King James's version of the Bible and Christianity, right? Okay, so let me get off of all that for you people that don't care or aren't interested in that depth of knowledge wisdom and philosophy 
let me give you another example of what I'm talking about and what I'm trying to, you know, the ideas I'm trying to get across to you. Okay, take a listen to this little clip uh, talking about people in the AI realm growing more and more fearful about the abilities and capabilities and magic tricks that artificial intelligence and alleged uh, Lucifer, Satan, Archon, Energy, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call the demon that is going to inhabit artificial intelligence and may already be doing so. Take a listen to this. You know it can't be good when one of the richest and arguably one of the smartest people in the world is sounding the alarm because there's a real potential threat to all of humanity. Elon Musk is trying to get everyone to pause training on AI models, especially the one that he co-founded, OpenAI. This seems like Elon's last attempt to stop AI because he's warned us many times before. Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes. The danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads, by a lot. Um, and nobody would suggest that we allow anyone to just build nuclear warheads if they want. That, that would be insane. With artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> Doesn't work out. There are currently over a thousand notable signatures on this open letter asking AI Labs to immediately pause for six months. This pertains to all artificial intelligence models that are more powerful than GPT-4, which is crazy powerful, including signatures from Elon Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, and several engineers from big tech companies like Google, Facebook, and Apple. Elon's point is that there basically needs to be more safeguards and regulations with AI before it's too advanced and too late. This could truly be a pivotal point between man and artificial intelligence. Pivotal point, people. Pivotal point. Sometimes I wonder if the massive population drop predicted by the Deagle forecast... Maybe it isn't going to be because of viruses and people dying from sickness and, and death in that regard. Maybe AI is going to fire off some nuclear weapons somehow. Someone's going to type in some code that they probably weren't supposed to. And who knows, people. Crazy. Scary, right? Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about that with regard to AI and the demon archon energy that, um, inhabits us or doesn't inhabit us and is going to inhabit AI as they say, and torments us and curses us, demonizes us. All that kind of bullshit, if you believe in that kind of bullshit, okay? Just want to bring that up. Interesting stuff with regard to AI. And then, you know, I kind of got off the Joe Biden and the left-right thing uh, that I was talking about earlier. But I, I, I really, <laughs> I can't get off this, people. Do you see what my ultimate point and goal was today by talking about the bullshit elitist not moral, indecent, 
uh, not to be respected behavior that people like both Donald Trump and Joe Biden participate in. Don't listen to their words, people. Listen to their behavior. And if we have evidence that points to these guys being treasonous, uh, piece of shit, turn your back on America, Americans, then what are we going to do, people? Are we going to let them get away with it? Are we going to try them in a court of law? Are we going to tar and feather them? Are we going to draw and quarter them in the public square? What What do you think, uh, what kind of punishment level, severity, fits crimes? Like theft, rape, pedophilia, satanic ritual abuse, drug trafficking, child trafficking, stealing the money of the people through taxation and, you know, redistributing with the wealth to whatever idealistic, moronic pet project that the politicians that are currently sitting want to participate in. You know, you guys, you keep voting. You keep going to the polls. You keep thinking that voting for Republicans and Democrats is going to make any difference. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable that most of you people still can't see it. Either you see it or you refuse. You see it and you refuse to admit that it's a possibility. You just run to, oh, that's conspiracy. That can't be true. I don't want to look into it. I just don't want to think that because it's scary, right? Well, people... At some point, your ignorant, fear-based decision-making is going to catch up with you. And I would be willing to guess that that day is coming really, really soon. So just keep that in mind. Next time you go vote for the next DeSantis or, you know, the Carlisle Group guy, forget his name. Or any of your favorite lefties, you know, Buttigieg. <laughs> you know, anyone that's a World Economic Forum sympathizer, someone that's a young world leader, right? Probably don't want to vote for them if you don't want the World Economic Forum's plans to come to fruition. And you know what? Really quick, I, I, I should touch on this just because I live in Minnesota. Right up the street from me. Chemical spills, uh, Raymond, Minnesota, the other day, train derailment, uh, radioactive material. Oh, it's not going to hurt the ecosystem. Think about this. Remember in a previous uh, episode, I was talking about uh, Alan Lowenthal and uh, Bill Gates acquiring Ecolab, a water treatment facility? We'll get a load of this shit. Turns out all this farmland... If you look at a map of all the farmland that Bill Gates is acquiring, it just so happens that underneath that land are large, natural aquifers of water. And he just uh, acquired a water treatment facility. He's a known eugenicist, depopulist, 
reducer of carbon. <laughs> what do you think this guy's plans are with our water? And that's why you should go get zero water filter. Uh, I'm affiliate marketing that uh, with my Amazon link right now. It's on my social medias. If you want to go scroll through and find it, five different stages of filtration, taking out all the dissolved solids. It's amazing. They even give you a little, a little meter that you can test it. Mine went from, I think it's uh, three to four, or maybe even up to five to 600 uh, parts per million of dissolved solids in the water and it's probably going to be worse now with all this chemical disaster spills uh but when you run it through a zero water uh, filter boom zero dissolved solids and the meter tells you that i think it was moral bob from the hidden in plain sight podcast that told me about zero water thank you uh good sir i've been using that product for a while now and uh just throwing it out there if you guys want cleaner water now is as good a time as any to start thinking about it. Because <laughs> it looks like your water might get dirtier and dirtier. If it isn't already unfit to drink. People, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Just wanted to kind of get a couple things off my chest. Bring up a couple continuing themes as per usual. Um, just kind of a stream of consciousness show. Uh, go to the website politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt, donate to the show, read the show notes. Go to my SoundCloud link to check out my music. Go to the Patreon link to subscribe and help out my little show. $3 a month, not that much to ask, in my humble opinion. If you're a regular listener, you know, hey, man, or hey, gal, or hey, uh, they, them. Throw me a couple bucks, hedging for inflation. All right. Uh, I'm going to hit a commercial, and then when we get back, it's time to play some punk rock. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Today, I titled this episode, Duality, Good versus Evil, and As Above, So Below. And that's kind of what I have going on in my head today, talking about the left-right, the good-bad, the, you know, good versus evil, the up-down, the yin-yang, the binary, the duality of mankind, the, the feminine and the masculine forces, spirits, energy, frequency that is moving through all things, definitely all humans. Each and every one of us is capable of both. Nobody is 100% good. Nobody is 100% evil. We're human beings. We are imperfect, fallible creatures. The gods and the universe, on the other hand, are infallible. 
Come to terms with your mortality, people. It's the best advice I can give you. Because life is short and you do not have enough time. Today, making their return to the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, here's Jared and his band, Last Day, one of my new favorite bands. You guys remember Jared from the Punk uh, Compilation, Punk Rock compila- uh, Compilation episode, Volume 1 that I did? Uh, Jared was the guy that wrote that very thoughtful email to me talking about his uh, personal family life and beliefs and things that occurred with his family. Uh, If you guys remember that, I'm not going to get into it again, but uh, really have a lot of respect for this guy, and I really, really love his band. So go check them out. Here's their latest single, Voices. Making their return, people, to the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Here's Last Day with their brand new single, Voices. It's like a ringing in your head about a thousand things. It's like a nail that drives into the soul of what it seems. It's just a matter of opinion seen through her eyes. She doesn't care what people think inside this no disguise. Run away, run away, she said Everyone is out to get you Get away, get away, she said Can't run from the voices in your head I don't care what you think, I don't care what you say Just make them go away It's cold, 
Alright people, thanks for listening. I love you guys so much. Good night. We'll see ya next time. This has been episode 136 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Entitled Duality, Good versus Evil, and As Above, So Below. We'll see ya next time. information technology specialist, MLS Curve 25 Bravo, in the U.S. Army, and for a few years I was stationed in the region beneath Pacific Command. During this time, my primary job was monitoring network traffic on what's known as CIPRNET, or the network for the DOD that is responsible for transmitting any level of classified information. So classified secret, top secret, top secret, that was compartmentalized information. And that was the network where I, either early 2019 or late 2018, started to see a massive spike in abnormal communications between authorized users within Pacific Command to authorized users with IP addresses that I could recognize 100% of the time as belonging to Pentagon employees, either uniformed contractors, civilian employees, intelligence officials, something of that nature. And a lot of these communications were related to picking up underage prostitutes. In particular, around certain parts of Tokyo, as well as the Philippines, in certain regions in South Korea. It's never once on an unclassified network. Emails, communications, live chats regarding trading, child pornography, uh, engaging in prostitution. And generally speaking, the receiving end was an IP that was attached to the Pentagon in some way, shape, or form. I forwarded this information up to my supervisor and got me in touch with CID, which is the Army's sort of federal law enforcement. They investigate these big crimes like felonies, they don't waste the time on DUIs, handed over some more documentation regarding what I found and how specifically this stuff was incriminating, and I still have yet to receive any updates.